and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you're listening to episode 93. Uh, Now, normally, guys, we would go straight into our song of the week. However, big news, Halsey's album is out. It is is now out. out. It is out. If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power has dropped. It's all we've been listening to for the past three days. Yep. So... (laughs) What we're doing in true Caught My Ear style <laughs> is doing yet another Halsey album breakdown. So this whole episode is going to be dedicated to going through track by track, dissecting, saying our thoughts, what we think about all of the songs, because we have a lot of thoughts. Many. Many, 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 many thoughts. So I guess we'll kick it off Yes. with number one, The Tradition. So that is the first track on the album and honestly I've been listening to it like as I've been listening to it more it's growing on me yeah a lot more like I was like you know like I really like this song but it's probably not one of my favorites but it's really sort of getting up there now I just love the whole vibe of this track it is so cool it's such a interesting opener and I think it is the perfect start to this album oh totally yeah because you know, the first time I was listening to this album and this song comes on, it's just, it's so haunting. And yet the lyrics really set up what she's going to explore for the rest of the album. And I think that's all you really could want from an album opener. And yeah, it's just so good. It's really, really, really cool the way that she like incorporates. So basically there's like one piano, like arpeggio, sort of line that goes through the majority of the song um and if you don't know what that is it's just sort of like a kind of a scale um it goes up and down whatever but the interesting thing that she does is in this scale normally they're like really nice major notes like they all sound very beautiful but this in this song she uses notes that aren't from the key signature Mm -hmm. at all like they're completely like they sound really really wrong and she's done that on purpose, obviously. Yes. And it is so cool because it gives it that, like, haunting and kind of, like, off-putting... Yes. Um, sort of, like, ear- like, eerie sort of, like, vibe to it. And it really does set up that, like, you should be uncomfortable and it makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Because it's not... Like, this note that she's playing on the piano or whoever's playing it is not part of the key signature. It sounds wrong. It sounds like she's, like press some random note Mm -hmm. and it's come out of nowhere but it's done so well and that's what I love about it no that's such a good point because I was thinking the same thing and when I was reading one of the reviews like one of I don't remember where it's from but one of the first lines said this album is dissonance yes oh my god I couldn't honestly describe it better in any way and I feel like that perfectly fits the tradition as well yeah Yeah. it's amazing such a good track and I've really really been enjoying listening to it actually yes yes so moving on we've got track two bells in santa fe now this song um well we actually got snippets of this song because it was used in the trailer for the movie um obviously we didn't hear the full thing but I think this, so I honestly believe the tradition, Bells in Santa Fe, and then Easier Than Lying, I honestly think they're like a trilogy. I think they are. Yeah. I think they're the three. Because there's normally one in each album. Yes. So. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. As we know. Um, but yeah, Bells in Santa Fe, I just think this is such a, it really builds off of the tradition in terms of 
the haunting and the eerie feel feeling, but it also has a little bit more production in it that's so, so cool to listen to, and yeah. it's just so Nine Inch Nails that it's like, oh, I'm obsessed. It's cool. It's cool coming... Like, I'll just say this before we get into the rest of the album, because yeah. it's interesting coming from a perspective of someone who's never listened to Nine Inch Nails yeah. at all. I have no idea what their sound is, like, what that's supposed to mean, but sort of seeing that influence on Halsey's music yes. from someone yeah, who's never heard it is really, really interesting to me. But this song in particular, I like, I really do like it. It's not one of my favourites, um, but I think the way that she uses the, like, because a lot of the backing is like these synths that are like really, mm. really repetitive um, and they're like always like on the beat or like really sort of... Um, chopped up really really quickly and all that sort of stuff and it like changes like how often they sort of hit yeah I guess throughout the song depending on like what she wants it to go she wants it to swell she wants it to like kind of like pull back a little they're like a little bit more spaced out and I think that is done really really well mm. um it's kind of like because it was kind of jarring to begin with I was like this is really really odd because it's not like it is nice to listen to, but it's not. Yeah. Like, it's really, really weird. It's kind of this, again, this dissonance thing that, like, plays with you. And mm -hmm. you kind of, like, it jumps out and makes you kind of listen a little bit harder, I think. No, for sure. And, like, sort of building off the dissonance thing. The dissonance thing, I think, is very Nine Inch Nails. If you've listened yeah. to any of their stuff before, they really do like to just play with that and just <laughs> make you feel uncomfortable, but... They just do it in such an interesting way that still makes it so, like, fun to listen to and, like, pick out, like, you know, we've been doing, like, with the songs. and Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just, this is such a great lead-in to the next track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my god! Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, Easy Than Lying is the next one. Yes. Um, And it is probably, like, one of the first, it's, like, the first intense sort of, like, rock yeah. track. Yeah. on the album and like it's what I was kind of like waiting yeah. for to hear <laughs> I was like okay like you know I was like prepared that there was going to be songs like this and I really enjoyed it I'm as so someone, glad as someone who like doesn't listen to a lot of this see the thing is is that like I love how the two like these two worlds have like meshed together because these songs that are a lot more intense and like more on the rock like industrial side yeah as someone who doesn't listen to that, it makes it a lot more palatable for someone like me. Because, like, there are, like, and I'll get to it later, but, like, songs like Honey as well. Uh, things like, I actually, like, enjoy listening to that kind of, like, sort of side of that genre. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really, really cool. I love it. I love this track so much. I was just, because this was, I think another song that we didn't hear in the trailer but we heard i think yeah like snippets, little snippets of it yeah especially like the end part which <laughs> is just oh. insane um but so cool um and this is the first song like you said that's a really kind of like a dancey like thrashy kind of song yeah. like it's the kind of song where w when this is played live like in in person like people would just go off like they would just oh, be yeah. jumping and because it's really aggressive. It's kind of, it's, it kind of reminds me of like a drum and bass sort of song. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the drums are so frantic and aggressive. Yes. But it's so, so cool because when you pair it with Halsey's vocals, like, 
she she's not straining herself, no. but like she is also quite aggressive. She's in going deli- for it. Yeah, she really is going for it. And like they sound amazing, like yeah. in that chorus. Like, and it, it's funny because in the chorus as well, like there's a lot of words that they're saying in mm. that chorus. Um, but like. I don't know. I feel like she does it so well. Yeah, I really, really love the line, um, losing you is easier than lying to myself that you love me. Like, that is sort of where the title comes from. And mm. I think that's yeah, so good. So good. I absolutely love it. And, like, the guitar just, like, <sighs> shreds the whole way through and the guitars just absolutely go ham. And it's, so like, good. so awesome. And then, because as I was listening to it, so as you probably would have guessed, um... I was texting Vivian, like, yeah. track by track. I was like, okay, like, these are all of my thoughts. I'm word vomiting here. Yep. But as soon as I heard... So there's this bit at the end, so we're going to talk about the end, um, where Halsey kind of does this, like, scream thing. Yeah. And then they turn that into, like, a siren, like, car alarm <sighs> sound, and it just... It's so off-put. Like, I was so shocked. I was like, what in the world is going on? I was like, <laughs> is there, like, an ambulance going past? Like, what's going on? It is so jarring, but, like, it fits the song really, really really well. Yeah, because the song is so, like, hyperactive and so intense. And, like, having that to sort of close it out is so, so cool. And it's just so different. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's true to, like, Trent Reznor to just try something really experimental there. Here's a siren. Yeah, here's a siren. Let's turn your voice. And it's not like this like tiny little siren in the background that kind of you hear like in rap music when they like put sirens in for (laughs) no reason whatsoever. It's like full blown, like this is the loudest thing that you're hearing right now. Yes. It's so crazy. It's so good. Wild. Anyway. God. Easier than lying is a fantastic song. So good. Um, and then, after that, we get to Lilith. Ugh. So, I am a really, 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 really big fan of this song in particular. I absolutely love Lilith. And I sort of did some... Because I was aware of this, like, figure in mythology. and Because Lilith, um, if you don't know, it's kind of this... She's like this she-demon um, mm-hmm. who sort of, like, resides in hell. She, like comes up in a lot of like mythology and like in the bible apparently she was like adam's first wife before eve and there's a lot of this like dark imagery with lilith and i actually did a little bit more research and apparently she's sort of like associated with like abortions and like pregnancy and like babies and stuff and she like prays she like preys on pregnant women or something i don't know i haven't really gone too deep into it but there's that imagery there which is obviously why Halsey has included Lilith in this album um but the song itself is like a lot more it kind of like it's a lot more pared back than the previous song um it's kind of like this slow groove which is Mm. really cool I really enjoy it and like the melody line that she sings along with this song it kind of just like sits into the backing like really really well it kind of just like sits there and it holds itself really well I love yeah it. yeah for sure when i first heard it um it reminded me of hopeless fountain kingdom mm. um yeah because it kind of has that like r&b yeah influence to it but what i really love about this song is it's kind of like we've always spoken about halsey's songwriting and even like with their poetry not just like with music and I really feel like Lilith is like another sort of 
stream of consciousness that uh, like she yeah. does like and i feel like it's just obviously there's a structure to it but it's not as sort of pronounced i think as a lot of the other songs on the album and i really do think like it's just really showcases their songwriting again because i feel like it's just her just sort of saying what's on her mind about this particular subject and it pays off yeah it's really cool and i think i think too it's probably one of these songs that you could play to like a wider audience and they would like maybe enjoy it because because this is like a concept album it like the songs can tend to sound really strange when they're taken out of context and like if they're played like on the radio like you'd be like what in the hell am i listening to like it's not for that um which is fine but i think out of all of the songs this would probably be one that would be like that would appeal to more maybe like a wider audience which is nice but yeah lilith is probably one of my favorite yeah songs on the whole album. and i knew it would be like when i was listening to this when it came to <laughs> lilith i was like i feel like this will speak to maddie a lot because yeah. it did like remind me of hopeless fountain kingdom and i know how much we both love that album oh we? yeah yeah it's so um, good I love so it. good um <laughs> okay so that's lilith now we will go on to girl is a gun guys you've got a lot to say about this one i do <laughs> I don't, it's so funny because when I was listening to this album for the first time, you know, going from Easier Than Lying to Lilith was quite a, like, you know, you're sort of, it's like whiplash a little bit because it yeah. was like, oh, this is very, very different. But then going from Lilith to Girl is a Gun, again, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what world are we in? What is happening? Because yeah. the thing is, Girl is a Gun, like, the production is so different for Halsey. Like, yeah. I, I just... I really feel like we haven't heard this sort of, like, dark, like, 80s, like, dance vibes, kind yeah. of. You know what I mean? Like, for me, when I was listening to it, it reminded me a lot of New Order. And as well, of course, Nine Inch Nails. But, like, I was just... This is so, so cool. But the cool thing about this one as well is, like, the lyrics are very Halsey. They're yeah. so playful. But it's also this, like, really cool, like, empowering, like anthem about sexuality and i think like that halsey has always done that so perfectly yeah um but yeah i was like this is a kind of song that you would just i honestly feel like you could hear this in like a club or something and dance yeah yeah i I was thinking like because i like this is one of the things that i texted to you when i was listening to it i was kind of it reminded me of like kind of this in a weird way like k-pop yeah music Mm. like sort of like a darker version of like k-pop and it kind of like reminded me of her um like sort of collab with like bts and that sort of like because there's a bit more like electronic elements in this song than like the previous ones where you've you know got like a band just like shredding yeah whereas this one it's a lot more sort of like produced and um there's a lot of like yeah electronic elements that kind of go into it and make it what it is and i think it's really really interesting it's also a really great song i absolutely love it probably yeah not one of my absolute top favorites but it's definitely like up up there there. yeah this one's definitely one of my i feel like i don't know like over the past couple days like my absolute (laughs) favorite has been changing changing constantly i definitely think this is up there for me um at least top three because it's just I really do think it's this great sort of mix of like true Halsey songwriting, like playful side, and then like this really experimental production for for her, but yeah. it just paid off so well. Yeah, well that's good. Um, I really really like that one, and then it moves into 
you asked for this, which from the title you can kind of gather is a very sort of aggressive, like, here I am, take me for what I am type vibe. Yes. Very, very cool. A little bit more like punky, edgy, Mm. which is interesting um, because we have come from like the previous songs haven't really been that. Um, that sort of like genre influence. Yes. But this one's a little bit more like grungy and I really, really enjoy it. It's very cool. Yeah, it's so grungy. And I was honestly surprised because like, I feel like it almost shouldn't work on this album when you pair it with the production of all the other songs, but it still does because it still has that sort of dark, like eerie sort of feel to it. And I really, really love what they're sort of talking about in this song. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's sort of flipping the whole thing of, like, you know, I'm asking for this, I've wanted a family, I've wanted a baby, but then it's sort of exploring, like, the more difficult parts of that that isn't really spoken about, and then it's like, well, you have to be... You asked for it. (laughs) You asked for this, go on, be a big girl, you asked for this. And I think that's such a... It's just so, like, self-aware. Yes. Yeah, yeah, You know? And I think that's something that, like, Halsey has always done well, but I think in this song especially. And then, like, paired with, like, the bridge going into the outro. Oh, yeah. So good. Very good. Like, the lyrics there are just just so, 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 so good. And so, like, again, self-aware. But, like, I really do think, like, it sort of, like, resolves itself because Mm -hmm. the very last line is her saying, I want everything I've asked for. And then it, like, goes into the outro, which... Yeah. And she's kind of, like, coming to terms with it as she, like, moves through the song, which I think is really, really awesome. Yes. I think that is kind of a theme, though, with Halsey's music in general. She's very good at looking, like, introspectively and sort of, like, picking apart the pieces of herself as well as, like, how she fits into... Yeah society and other you know like patriarchal standards especially in this song Mm. um but yeah no it's really really cool to see how she sort of analyzes that and I think that's really interesting yeah 100% oh god I love that song anyway (laughs) (laughs) so going from you asked for this we go into darling oh my god don't (sighs) start me on this song I swear to god (laughs) Now start crying again. Again, this song is almost like experiencing Whiplash because it's just an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And Halsey singing. And, um, which is, I didn't know this until after I'd listened to the album, but Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac plays the guitar on this Of one. all people. Of all people. So that's really, really cool. Um, this song is just a beautiful ballad. It's almost like a lullaby. Like, it just, and it's so, so sweet because, like, it's just so vulnerable. And, you know, like, knowing that this is Halsey singing to Baby Ender, like, it's just so gorgeous and I'm obsessed with it. I know. I died when I heard (laughs) the finger picking. Yes. In the beginning, first of all, I was like, oh my god. Here we go. I had to, like, kind of adjust. I was like, wait, going from, like, you asked for this and, like, easy the lying and then this, like, beautiful, gorgeous, like, stripped back. Yes. Like, vocal guitar ballad. I was like, hold on a sec. I need a minute. It's like... <laughs> I need to recover. What, I need to recover. What is going on? And then just, like, going from that and then listening to the lyrics and everything that she's saying, I was just, like, 
overcome with so many emotions. I was like, I can't do this right now. I'm not in the mental space for this. <laughs> but the one line that I absolutely adore is only you have shown me how to love being alive. <gasps> like, what kind of a lyric is that? Like, how dare you hurt me in such a way? How dare you, Like, Halsey? it's so, so rude, first of all. But honestly, like, oh, the lyric in the rest of the song, the lyrics are, like, fantastic the whole way through, yeah. as they always are. She just knows how to express things in such a way that, like, really hit you. Oh, my God. And it yeah. just, especially that line, mm. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, because, like, she phrases things in a way that you don't, like, normally expect them to be phrased. Yeah. But then you're like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it just, yeah, it just goes from there. And I just cried the whole way through. I mean, fair. Because so, yeah. it's just, and I really think the placement of this one is really interesting on the album as well. Yeah. It, I feel like it's almost like a... I'm not going to say turning point, because I don't think it is, but, like, I think from here on out, the songs are more sort of vulnerable in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not this sort of aggressive, like, perspective on things, yeah. I think. And I think that's really, really cool, because, like, you know, it's sort of at this point from here on out, it's like, okay, you're going to hear, like, really sort of hard-hitting, vulnerable horns. Yeah, I guess that 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 is true. Like, I guess the beginning is more... It comes from, like, this objective kind of standpoint of like this is i'm looking at things from an outside view yes and then from this song to the end it's kind of like this is where i fit into this 100 percent. there you go hit the i just did it there you go guys that's the turning point yeah (laughs) (laughs) i figured it out for you yeah but yeah no it's such a gorgeous song and my it has to be my favorite like i cannot of course I I just love this. I just lap this up. Like yes. this heartbreaking, just absolutely acoustic, gorgeous acoustic. It's my vibe times 10. Mm. Like, I love it. Anyway, I won't keep talking about Darling because I'll be here forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it goes from Darling into 1121. Oh. So this song at the beginning, we didn't really know what the name of the song meant. Yes. We were kind of just like... I was like, is it a date? Like, what is it? It's like, we have to figure this out. And then Vivian said that she, what was it in the live that she yeah. did? So she did a Instagram live after the album had released worldwide. And um, someone had asked like what the meaning behind 1121 was. And they said, oh, 1121 was the date that I found out I was pregnant. Just... Which really, like, when that information hit, it yeah. kind of, the, the rest of the song kind of, like, clicked. Mm-hmm. And because I was listening to it, and the lyrics are really interesting, because it comes from this really sort of dark um, view on, like, pregnancy and, mm-hmm. like, the fact that you have to, like, care for this person, but you're also, like, it takes away from your own mm-hmm. self in doing that. Yeah. And, like... You know, it's not always, like, you know, doom and gloom, but, like, there is that element of, like, you basically have to give up your own autonomy, like, bodily autonomy, just to, like, you know, for nine months Mm. and, like, carry this child. And it can be very, very hard on a person. And I think the way that this song, like, explores that is really interesting. Yeah, and I think as well, it is a very, like palatable like yeah sort of, definitely um way that 
like she has expressed that sort of very difficult subject to talk about and um i just think i was sort of saying i feel like this song is like in a way a sequel to more from manic yeah because um it is you know like in in more she was sort of saying like you know when it's your time when you decide it's your time to arrive i've loved you my whole life and then in 1121 like in the chorus like she speaks about like um you could have my heart and i could break it for you so it's very much like sort of building off of that and obviously i think as well with Halsey's you know she's very outspoken about her battle with like endometriosis and miscarriages and everything and it's sort of going off of what I was saying, like, this is such a vulnerable piece of her yep. that she has decided to put out for the world to consume. And I think that's not only very brave, but I think it's also, you know, raising awareness for, like, not everything is, like, sunshine, happiness. Sunshine and rainbows. When it comes yep. to pregnancy and children and giving birth and all of that. And I think, yeah, it's beautiful. I think, too, like... It's interesting because it is such like a dark view, but at the same time, there's still this light in there. It's like, like there's this theme that is like, you know, even though I had to like go through all of this stuff, like I still love you so much that I would literally die for you. Like Mm. there is that kind of like take on it as well. It's like the dichotomy of both of those things. Mm. And it's very, very like introspective and very cool. Yeah. Good on you, Halsey, for that one. It's such a gorgeous one. And I do think it's a bit, like, not underrated in the sense, like, just from, like, what I've been seeing online. I think a lot of people are obsessed with all the songs on this album. But I think this one's, like, one of those quiet ones. Because, like, even in the production in in, in itself, like, it's it doesn't build or, like, there's not something... yeah, that's right. There's not a lot going on there, but it's still so gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And then we go from that. Into Honey, <sighs> Honey, which is another one of my favourites. Oh. I absolutely love this song. Again, it's like a bit more hardcore, I guess, hardcore. Like, for my taste. <laughs> um, no, like it's it's really really cool. Um, the drums are fantastic. Vivian told me that it's Dave Grohl of all people on the drums, which is fabulous, and you can tell it because like the fills. <sighs> in this song are just like spot on like they're perfect they don't go for too long they're not too overpowering like it just really like peppers throughout the song and it's just yeah fab love it i love it i think this is like the first one that this is like both of one of our favorites on the album yeah and i feel i feel like that's so interesting because (laughs) like it's and i think it's sort of going back to what you're saying at the beginning of um this episode when you were saying like you know, it's this perfect mix between yes. Halsey and this, like, more sort of rock or, like, industrial sort of side. And this is a side that you do enjoy. Yeah. And I think with this song in particular, like, the songwriting is so cheeky yeah. and fun. But it's so, like, it's just, yeah. I, just, I love the word that you used before. It's very playful, the way that yeah. she writes things and yeah that's definitely like the the pick in this one oh yeah and it's funny because um going back to like that instagram live i was saying uh, i was talking about before so apparently the story with honey is her younger brother dante um is also a songwriter and he also produces music and he wanted to sit in on one of like her sessions in her studio so she brought him along and was sort of like to her producer, can we just do something really quick? Like, just so I can show my brother, like, how, what my process is like. And apparently, they just sang Honey. And it was just like, <laughs> cool. 
that's it. And then, like, they left. And then the producer, uh, she, like, texted her producer and was like, wait, is this actually good? Was this song good? And he was like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. And then it ends up being, like, one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, absolutely love it. Honestly, it's probably in one of my top three, definitely. Me I really, really like this. Because it's, like, it is, like, a rock song, but it's not... It is to, like, my taste, yes. which obviously isn't, like, you know, everyone's rock taste, but it's kind of, like, this midway between, like, too far and, like... No, but it's true. I do think it also kind of reminds me of, like... And maybe it is because it's Dave Grohl's on the uh, Dave Grohl on the, drums, on the drums, but, like, 90s sort of style, grungy, yeah. like, sort of rock vibe, which I feel like is more palatable than, like, obviously industrial nine inch nails type yeah definitely and i think the lyrics in this song are really really great as well like the way that she plays with because because the song is called honey she plays with a lot of like imagery of like tastes yes like she can taste the bitterness in goodbye and there's this one line where it's like you know she's referencing honey and it's like you know it's at the back of my throat and at the front of my mind Mm. and she's like talking about this other person that's like sweet but because, you know, like, honey comes from bees, like, they're, like, they sting, but she's, like, a little bit mean, and, like, all of that kind of, like, metaphor is just, yeah, like, typical Halsey, but it just (sighs) makes so much sense, and it's so awesome. Yeah, I love it when they sing, she's mean and she's mine, like, (laughs) that's such a simple line, but it's so, like you said, true to Halsey fashion, and just, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely good. I love that song. Okay, so going from Honey, we go into Whispers. Now, this song is, I think, like, one of the first songs on the album where I was like, this feels like it belongs on Badlands. Like, Mm. it just, everything from the production to, like, the lyrics, even, like, the chorus where she actually does whisper lines. Um, it reminds me a lot of the song Control from Badlands. Um, ah, yes, yes, yep, yes. Yeah, because it's very similar sort of subject matter as well, where um, she's sort of talking about, like, mental health and how, like, you know, sort of different personalities are telling her different things and, like, you know, learning how to accept that, you know, maybe this isn't what I want, but at the same time, how to push through those feelings, and it's just perfect. Yeah, the whispering caught me. Yeah. Like, I should have known it was coming from the title, but, <laughs> like, it definitely, like, it was a little bit, like, shocking when I first heard it, because yeah. it's so, like, like ASMR and, like, really mm. kind of, like, in your face, and it's really, really creepy, and there's, like... um it's very, like, simple backing in this song, too. There's, like, not a lot going on, like, in regards to, like, instrumental. And, like, having such a minimal backing really lets you focus on what she's trying to say and, like, the lyrics there. And it's really, really interesting. I love how she's done that as well. Yeah. Like, I, I'll i just read you a bit of the lyrics because I think, like, this entire song really does showcase her songwriting yeah. really well. But, like... It's the thing in your thighs when you're lonely at night. Scroll through your phone, getting high off the light. Numb in your chest when you close the blinds. Repose in time and you tell yourself you're fine. Just like poetry. Poetry, literally. Beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful. But yeah, like, um, and then like the sort of main line in the chorus is like you sabotage the things you love the most, which again, I think almost does call back to the song Control because it very much talks about the same things. Yeah, and I think the whispering is such a good, like, storytelling element too because, like, obviously she's, like, in this song she's, like, talking to herself and, like, trying to, like, Mm. 
you know, um, stop thinking about these things. And But, like, the whispering is, like, that voice in the back of your head saying, mm-hmm. you know, like, guiding you towards things that maybe you should or shouldn't do. And Yes. And I think having that inclusion of the whispering really just kind of, like, elevates the message that she's trying to put across. Because if she were to sing those lines, I think, like, it would make sense, but it doesn't make as much sense as no. if they were whispered. Especially, like... I think, like you said, with the story that it's trying to tell, it wouldn't be as effective because when you do hear those whispers, it is like you are, I think, taken to like a point where you felt like that, where you feel that like voice in you or like that feeling where it's like, you don't want this. Because when you're listening to to that, it kind of feels like she is the voice in the back of your head saying that. And you're like, oh, oh, like it kind of makes you think a little bit and you're like, damn, like I have, you know. Mm-hmm. In maybe like a different context or whatever, have sort of similar thoughts, but it's yeah, really, really interesting. So good. But yeah, so that's whispers, and then from there it goes on to, I am not a woman, I'm a god. Oh. So this song we've heard quite a bit of because yeah. it's in the trailer. Um, so we were obviously aware that this song was out there and mm-hmm. it was coming, and that line, I am not a woman, I'm a god, is like very like um prevalent in those kind of clips leading up to the album and I think this is probably another one sort of um as opposed to the tradition right at the beginning that really sort of encompasses what like another whole side of the album and that kind of theme of like you know not like women running the world but having this really sort of um different thing like stuff to give to Mm -hmm. society and things like that and having you know women because obviously like we create life and that whole theme of that and I think this is another it's probably in my opinion one of the most like powerful songs I think on the album and I really love that about it that's such a good way to put it um I think I agree like I was sort of saying this is another sort of great song that like would be great to hear live in person because it is Mm. sort of thrashy but not in like the aggressive way that like easier than lying is yeah or some of the earlier songs on the album because it is powerful especially like in the in the lyrics and the way she delivers the lyrics but the production is more sort of like it's got like that sort of bouncy synth to it but it's not that aggressive like industrial rock vibe so i think it's really cool that she managed to sort of create that sort of production to deliver that message rather than the aggressive sort of vibe. Yeah, definitely. I think it kind of gets, yeah, her message across in a different way. And I really, really love, like, the sort of, the way that she's done the lyrics and the chorus. It's, you know, like, I'm not a woman, I'm a god. I'm not a martyr, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like, that kind of, there's, like, the back and forth of, like, these, like, two sort of things. And... I really think that's a really cool way of, again, like, telling her story and, like, saying the key theme of the song. Yeah. I was sort of saying the production reminds me a lot of early Nine Inch Nails because, like, a lot of, like, you know, stuff from, like, The Downward Spiral, for example, has that sort of, like, really dancey sort of element to it, but the lyrics are really quite, like intense and empowering and you really yeah 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 yeah. and i think i think that's really cool that you know she sort of wanted to replicate that in this song um but yeah that's such a i feel like this is a favorite amongst many fans oh yeah definitely yeah 
Um, so going from there, we go into The Lighthouse. So mm. this song, guys, <laughs> if you know me. Be still very inspiring heart. <laughs> as soon as that distortion, that dissonance starts in the beginning, you're, I just knew. I was like, yep. Yeah, this it just it. kicked me in the guts. I was like, oh, here we go. Here it is. This is this is definitely one of my favorites on the album, and it's just such an again. This is such a different, I think, vibe for Horsey because mm. it's so it's like a bit of a slow jam, but like this very sort of dark, but like it's just all driven by this slow sort of riff played on this really heavily distorted guitar, which sounds so cool. Again, very Nine Inch Nails. Yep. Um, but the story that she's telling, it almost feels like a fair, like, not like a, like an old folk story that she's yes. yeah, that's... singing. And it very much feels like that, but it's very, feels very twisted. Especially with like the lighthouse imagery. I feel like it's like a sea shanty or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's this very sort of twisted version of it because yep. you have this very dark guitar sort of playing in the background. I love that descending. Like there's oh. this like really low guitar line like underneath kind of like that harsh sort of distortion sound that you can hear like you're doing a descending melody line under yes. the chorus and it's just mwah, like chef's kiss beautiful it's perfect it. and something like that is so simple but i think it really does add to that sort of unnervy sort of feeling mm, yeah and i just think it's just little things like that in this song and on the whole album that really does sort of pull that sort of uncomfortable feeling together yeah definitely i think yeah when i first heard this i was like okay here's another kind of like really harsh yeah sounding but like the the theme of the song didn't like it wasn't what i was expecting from like the first kind of initial yeah chord like chords of that really really harsh distortion um but it's still yeah like a really interesting song i think it's really cool that it's like right at the end too yes like that's something that i've been thinking about and why that's been placed sort of right at the end as opposed to earlier well you know what i think is cool though i think it's cool that she put it there because it's so much slower and i really do feel like it's sort of bringing you down like sort of preparing you for the close of the album yeah if that makes sense like if like if they had like this sort of like really intense like you know if i'm not a woman i'm a god was like sort of right before the last song i feel like that that wouldn't work wouldn't work exactly so having this and then especially with the way that the lighthouse ends like true sort of like you know right maybe like a minute or so before the song ends like the production sort of cuts out and then it's just this very slow sort of like build up where you hear another vocal in the background and it's actually Trent Reznor singing but it's so quiet like it's I know I thought my like earphones had cut out for a second I was like what's going on like is something happening but then I could hear this like really minuscule like vocal line in the background I was like oh like hold on this is like just really really quiet and yeah and turned down and it slowly like very very slowly builds and it doesn't build to like this big big moment but like because they're seeing the waves come crashing down both Trent and Halsey and it's just I really do think it's the perfect way to end that song and lead into the next song because yep. it's it's just yeah so good I'm perfect yeah and then <laughs> we get to the closer Vivian's a mess by this point oh god guys <laughs> guys okay so 
we get into the last song, and I think you pronounce it Yabone, I think. Yeah, I'm not quite um, sure. It's Arabic. It's Yeah, it's Arabic. It roughly translates to You Bury Me. Um, just like this song did, it buried yep, us. Absolutely buried me in the <laughs> sand. Six feet under. <laughs> We're done. Oh my gosh. So this song, when it got when I got to this point, because this song is very minimalistic, there's almost nothing in this song. It's basically <laughs> just a guitar, like it's palm muted, which is I've always loved palm muted riffs. I love that you pick that up. Yeah. I wouldn't have. <laughs> Because it really does drive the song without having any sort of like percussion or anything. And it's just driven by that riff. And then a few little sort of like piano notes in the background. I love that. It's like, it just reminds me of like a lullaby. <sighs> like just that really, really high, like right on the far. Yes. Far end of the piano. It just kind of like drifts right. And it's not like yes. a lot too. It's kind of just like a couple of notes, like towards the end of phrases. And it just, yeah. No. And that's, and it's so effective. It's so simple, but it works so well. And it's basically a love letter to baby Endo and Alev, um, Halsey's partner. And it's just like, it's such a vulnerable song. Oh yeah. And like, we've heard Halsey in many, like, many many times over all of her albums being so vulnerable but i really do feel like this is such a like wow she's putting this out for the world when it's obviously directly for her family yep and i just think it's such a beautiful way to end this album because in the first verse you know she's almost sort of speaking directly to her child and then in the second verse she's speaking to Alev, and then it just oh, it's so gorgeous it's really really i love that she's chosen to end on that as well because like she's gone through this whole whole album talking about you know all of these different themes towards like pregnancy and like womanhood and like having you know like this you know female empowerment thing and then she kind of like comes towards the end and it's like you know she's just reflecting on like her situation now and you know she's got these people around her she's got Ella and she's got Ender now and mm. like this is her family and this is like her unit that she's surrounded by and she's you know gonna hopefully be surrounded by them for like the rest of her life and yeah. it's kind of like you know she looks to the future in this song and I think that's just a really really beautiful and just yeah like beautiful way to end a song I yeah think. and I really feel like she couldn't have ended the album any better. Yeah. Um, and I, like, we always talk about, like, the, like, album openers and how important they are, but I feel like we haven't really spoken about, like, closes. That's very true. Yeah. And I do think this is, like, the perfect example of, like, I really feel like this album couldn't have ended any better. Yeah. I think I, I don't really like it when people put songs at the end of albums that, like, leave you hanging yes it's like because i i kind of get why they do it you know like they want you to sort of like leave wanting more and like want you to like keep going back to it like i understand that but i think with a concept album it's a story it has to it has a beginning a middle and an end Mm -hmm. and i think like this is such a perfect way to wrap up everything that she's gone through and she's kind of just reflecting on all of that like in her current situation. Yeah, I mean, like, when we talked about Happier Than Ever, like, with Billie Eilish, and yes. how we were so worked up about the fact that it didn't end on Happier Than Ever, and I do think it really does affect, 
you know, your experience when you're listening to the album as a full, and especially like you said, with a concept album, yeah. those placements are so important. And Halsey's always been so good at placing the songs on her Definitely. albums. Yeah. And the way that too, I don't think we really mentioned this at all, but a lot of the songs like run into each other. Oh, yes. So like they end how the next song begins. And like, I was, it's just, just like the artistry that goes into like song placement and where everything's going to fit. And like, she puts so much effort into how she wants this album to be perceived. And obviously she's one of these, because not a lot of people like listening to albums from beginning to end. Yeah. And I think that is a product of, you know, like very much like current music nowadays. It's just like, here's 20 pop songs that I wrote in Mm -hmm. over the past year that I think are good. And like there, there is a space for that. And I don't want to knock that because like, you know, there are a lot of successful artists who've made their living doing exactly that. But I think Halsey, the artist that she is, she, she has this vision and she gets set on it Mm -hmm. and she executes, which is the best part is that she actually delivers what she like has in her mind Mm -hmm. and she like takes us all with her. And I think that's like the beauty of Halsey as an artist. Honestly, that is the best thing I've heard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Quote me on that. <laughs> it's And that's exactly how I feel. And I think, you know, throughout all of their eras, you know, this is their fourth album now. Yep. Um, and, you know, I just really love that even though this is their fourth time doing this, like the amount of effort they put into the marketing and making a movie. Oh yeah. Like we didn't even talk about the movie because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it comes out on streaming services. Uh, I really, really want to know where all of the songs fit. Yeah. I'm desperate. I'm so desperate. And I also had that, like not all the songs on the album are in the movie. So I I would be interested to hear like what songs aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just the amount of effort that she puts into her art and then how much effort she, or how much she cares about like her fans going along with her. Like, you know, I just, and I know we sound so biased when we say this. I know, this is just, (laughs) but it's just like, I just don't think there's many artists out there who do that, who have, who show that much effort and actually want the the fans to go on the journey along with them, you know? That I think is such an important part of who she is as well. Like she has this relationship with the people who listen to her music and who like relate to it in such a special way. And she understands that and she wants them to be heard, I think. And the way that she sort of like includes her fans in things and really like, you know, like asks their opinion and Mm. really sort of, yeah, takes them along with it is really special. And I think she, that's why she is so loved, I think, by a lot of people. Mm -hmm, 100%. And so that brings us to the end of the album. What a journey. (laughs) Um, You know, for me, like I've basically, if you haven't gotten the gist from this episode, but I think this is their best work so far. And I know we said that with Manic, but this, this person, she just, she just makes art so well and she just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, absolutely. Top three. What are they? Okay. If you can pick a top three, what are they? Okay. As of now, as of this Yeah, as of this current moment. (laughs) I think I have to go. You asked for this. 
Yeah, number three. Yes, yeah. number three. And then we'll go number two, Honey. Oh, yep. And then number one, Girl is a Gun. Okay. My top three, I think number three would have to be Lilith. Yes. Um, Number two would be Honey. Yep, there we and go. And then number one is Darling. Yeah. I can't not have that number one. Like, that is, yeah. I love how we have the same number two, of course. <laughs> how amazing is that? Yes. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening. If you bothered. If you bothered. We will be back next week with our regular scheduled programming. So, yeah. But please, if you did listen, thank you so much for getting this far. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And that is where you can send us recommendations for songs, which we will be getting back into next week. Yes. So if you have any tracks that you've been listening to that aren't Halsey, um, <laughs> let us know, because that's kind of our whole world right now. So we'd love to be educated on yes. what everyone else is listening to. So please let us know there. Um, and you can also um, share your opinions on the Halsey album with us. You can chuck us a comment, chuck us a DM. We'd love to hear what you guys think what your favorite tracks are um and yeah join us on monday for a brand new episode see you guys bye